Welcome to the Build My Online Store podcast, where we discuss everything and anything about running an online store. If you like the podcast, sign up for the mailing list to get news and updates at buildmyonlinestore.com. And now, here's your host, Terry Lynn. Welcome to the first episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Terry Lynn. Today, we're going to learn about lessons on e-commerce from selling over 10,000 iPad cases with Ajay at Happy Owl Studios. What's up, Ajay? Hey, how are you doing, Terry? Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. So, uh, Ajay, why don't you give us a quick background about yourself and how did you get into Happy Owl Studios? Absolutely, man. I started working with Shopify actually quite a while ago. I was looking to go into med school and I discovered the world of startups and online e-commerce. A friend pointed me in the direction of Shopify and it's kind of been where I've been playing ever since. I moved to Southern California and somehow met up with Devin and Ryan, the co-founders of Happy Owl Studio. We got to talking about e-commerce, customer service, and you know the whole realm of online stores. And that's kind of how I ended up heading their e-commerce operations. Okay, and how did the whole idea of Happy Owl Studios start? This was actually uh, kind of Devin and Ryan's dream, and I am a uh, Apple nerd myself, so it fit in perfectly. Devin worked for Apple for quite a while. He always had a dream of creating his own product, and he never found a case that basically melded the world of business and on-the-go work with a perfect case. So our cases kind of transform that boundary, and they're just kind of a, a product that you can grab anywhere, it's got your wallets, you know, your credit cards, cell phone, et cetera, all that good stuff, all the important things, and uh, you just kind of hit the road. The iPad case market is quite saturated, so how do you guys differentiate from all the cases out there? That's a great question, and it's, it's not an easy one. You're right. The market is very saturated. There's a lot of phenomenal companies and products out there. One of our big things we really focus on is brand image, especially with an online business. It's very important to develop your image and your loyalty. We really build up a nice trust with our customers through really pushing great customer service. And I think that's one thing that really sets online businesses apart from each other is the amount of effort and emphasis they put on giving people a great experience when they come to the store. And it's something that really needs to be focused on from the get-go when people are starting their own online business. So I was at your Facebook page earlier and I saw there's six or seven videos that I think they're quite funny, actually. We had some fun with that. We ha Our other co-founders have been involved in plays and a lot of drama stuff. So we really wanted to transform the product into a personality. And that's kind of where the concept, it's two girls, one's a clutch, one's a wallet, and they basically interact. They do this fun cat and mouse game. And it, it did well. We were excited about the results. It got some great YouTube play and uh, really just added some exposure that we really enjoyed. And just for everyone listening, the videos are on facebook.com slash happy owl studios. And basically, if you remember the Mac and PC spoofs, so basically one girl, I believe, plays the iPad and then the other one plays the wallet or the clutch. 
That's exactly it. It was a, basically a spoof of that commercial that Apple had a while back with I'm a Mac, I'm a PC, and we transformed that into I'm a clutch and I'm a wallet, our main products. The good thing about this video is every video they end up making out, right? Yes, yes. That's sort of a little controversy. But we're a very open company and we just, we went with it and it, it turned out great. So we were excited about the results. Yeah, I think it's definitely funny. It adds a certain flair to your company. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's important in any business. You need to have your unique quirks and something that people can relate to and really bond with, especially in an online environment where you're not physically interacting with someone. You need that way of connecting with people. Something like YouTube is a perfect platform to really express that. In the online e-commerce environment, you don't actually see your customer. How do you segment them after two or three years selling iPad cases? I'm sure you have a target demographic that buys your cases, certain income level. And how do you figure that out as you go along? We do a lot of analysis via our analytics. For the most part, you can glean a lot of information from that. At the end of our checkout process, we also have a survey that people can fill out. And it basically has your demographic information, your income level, all that good stuff. Stuff. We really, really have benefited from paying attention to this because it allows us to adapt to produce products that fit niches that may fit us better. And it really just allows us to optimize our sales. So there's a saying where if you're trying to sell to everyone, it's not a good business model and it's better to niche down now. When you're talking about that point, I think a lot of people are trying to sell their products to a very wide array of people. And Definitely doable, especially depending on the product. This is a generalization, but you can really take advantage of niches in e-commerce. And I think that's something that is a very huge plus on doing sales online versus in the world. You can really optimize your little sphere of people and take advantage of it. So there's definitely some huge tactics to that. We've found that if you focus on a certain niche, you can really optimize your sales, your strategies, and your operations. Going back to marketing, which way have you found to be the best for Happy Owl Studios? Uh, Happy Owl started out with you know, a very small purse and it's been kind of bootstrapped for the most part. And I think this is a, a case for a lot of Shopify store owners that are just starting out. Budgets are small and that kind of stuff. And I think one of the things that has really benefited us is providing ex exceptional customer service. And the reason I say that is because one of the best marketing channels is word of mouth. In today's age with status updates and social media integrated into daily life, it's really important that you give the customer an amazing experience and something they want to talk about. And in that case, especially when your customer base is so small starting out, every person counts. Giving great customer service, word of mouth has been absolutely a huge boost in our sales. And it's been a great way to get our brand out there and really let people know about what we're about. In addition, we've done a lot with email marketing, email newsletters. For instance, we use a service called MailChimp and it's absolutely phenomenal. We've found that building our mailing list is a huge, a huge sales channel. And I highly suggest looking into this as a core integration into your marketing strategy. We found it to be absolutely invaluable, not only for promotions, but also to spread information about new products, even market research. To wrap up, Pinterest has been an absolutely awesome channel that just kind of blossomed in the last few months. Let me dig a little bit into Pinterest because it's quite new. And um, how does that 
kind of helped you guys with marketing? Can you go in a little bit more detail? We actually have not done a huge Pinterest push ourselves. And the reason it's been so huge on us is we actually discovered so many people pinning our products onto other people's walls. We weren't really aware of the community until it kind of exploded. And now that we've been introduced to it, we're really pushing a ecosystem or a little environment where we express our favorite design products, our favorite companies. And it's creates this little community where people interact. They ask questions about Happy Owl Studio. They visit it, our site. It's a huge traffic booster. It's a great traffic booster. And the exciting thing about it is people really vouch for your product on Pinterest. They're very interested in seeing it. They're very interested in its design. And it just is a great free platform to get your name out there. Would you have any idea if Pinterest traffic converts better than, say, Facebook or Twitter or other forms of marketing? I am not familiar in Happy Owl's case, although I have read a lot of information saying that Pinterest traffic is actually a very strong driver over time. With Facebook and Twitter, you have this spike when something releases and then you have a drop off. Pinterest, on the other hand, has a lot more long term traffic driving to your site. So once you pin something, it's on your wall forever. And Facebook, Twitter, it gets spammed with so much content now with everyone having hundreds of friends. Yes, you're 100% correct. It is a shorter term information cycle. Pinterest is a very much extended one. So let's go back to customer service a little bit. For someone just starting a store, how do we actually deliver great customer service? This is this is a good question, and I think this is something that needs to be strategized from day one. When you're initially starting a store, you know you have nine million things to do, and customer service oftentimes ends up being an email address, and that's it. The big thing that we have done is created a ticket system. We use a service called Zendesk.com. There's another great one called Desk. And it's really been a huge resource for us because it organizes everything. It keeps everything in one spot. It allows us to respond in a timely and fast manner and really just provide great customer service that people are very surprised about because we're such a small team. I am the one that runs it for the most part and I can handle a lot of tickets in a very fast amount of time simply because the whole system is really very robust and already in place. And it really just gives the customer this sense of security and understanding that you stand behind your product and you'll do anything to make sure that they're happy. And that is really what drives them back a second, a third, a fourth time. And that is absolutely essential to have in growing an online business. Happy Owl Studios has sold way over 10,000 iPad cases. And how do you determine when to have a full-time customer service guy? Or do you just bootstrap this as a solopreneur? You want to have great customer service. You do need someone to be pretty dedicated to following it. That being said, with the new tools out there, such as Zendesk, I have all of my tickets on my phone, my iPad, my computer. I can access it anywhere, anytime. And that ability allows you to be very flexible with how you handle it. We added the customer service department after about a year. There was a lot of volume. And I think the thing that really determined that was it was detracting from very important things such as distribution, fulfillment, marketing. There's a wide spectrum of hats you have to wear as a startup company. And when one starts outweighing another one and 
you need to have both of them equally important, it's time to start considering adding some extra hands. And so let's switch over to a little bit about sourcing. So can you tell us about how Happy Owl Studios makes the cases? Are they made in the U.S.? Are they made in China? Or We are currently designing everything here in the States. Devin, Ryan, and Amy were kind of the heads behind the wallets, the clutch, the leather shell, all our major products. And we manufacture in China. We are currently shipping throughout the United States and Canada. And we've kind of expanded into international countries via distribution channels. We are shifting our model a little bit. We are creating a product called the Cashbox, which is a register for your iPad. Really excited about it. And it's being manufactured actually by ourselves in San Diego. It's very hard to manage manufacturing with such a distance and a language barrier. So we are not shifting our whole production run, but we like to focus some of our new product lines on things we can make ourselves in the States. Now, what are some of the challenges of manufacturing in China? I think one of the big things besides time difference is simply trying to troubleshoot, you know, a manufacturing problem in the product, something was wrong, is very hard with an email account. You know, it's, it's one of those things that if you were there in person, you could solve it in a few minutes. If you're doing it over email, it just, it takes a long time. There's a lot of revisions back and forth to resolve a small issue. And that was kind of our big one. And just nailing down who is manufacturing, who is fulfilling, it really helps to have someone in place overseas, whether it be you or someone representing you, because doing it from the States is very remote and it's very hard to manage. Like what's the timeline from start to manufacturing in your experience? Our experience, it takes a long, it takes a pretty long time from concept to getting a product ready for production. Upwards of a couple of months, at least, depending on the product and depending on the manufacturer. It's not as clear cut as most people make it out to be. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of changes that need to be made. There's a lot of adjustments. And it's definitely a challenge to do it with such a great distance between you. Can you talk a little bit about the cash box? Because I watched the video and it's very cool. So for those listening, the cash box is basically an iPad register where you can take credit card payments and get signatures. And it comes with a box for all your cash too, right? The concept really is a lot of people are switching to payment methods such as Square. Intuit just released a um, payment method, their card reader. PayPal has one. And we really wanted to create a cash register that evolved past what the current standard is. You know, it's, it's been in a very stagnant place so far. And we really thought that the iPad embraced the new wave of POS systems. Basically, it is fully integrated with Square. It's got a cash drawer that is activated with Square. It's got a printer. It's got everything you would need for a standard cash register. And uh, we're making it out of bamboo. It's going to be green friendly. So we're really excited about that. And the, the concept really is a mom and pop shop or a coffee shop. Really anything that wants to kind of modernize their technology, but have a design flair at the same time. And what's Square? Can you go into a little bit of detail about that for those who may not know what Square is? Yeah, Square is a credit card reader that basically turns an iPhone, iPad, and I 
I'm not positive on this, but I believe an Android device into a terminal where you can accept credit cards and it basically deposits directly into a bank account. They have a flat fee. It's 2.75%, I believe. And it is an extremely simple, elegant, and creative solution that allows basically anyone to accept credit cards. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the other businesses you're involved in, in e-commerce? Well, I am currently developing a web application for the Shopify app store. It's a cart abandonment marketing solution, and I'm really excited about how it's turning out. It's uh, in phase one right now, and we're going to be releasing a version pretty soon coming up. It basically allows store owners to follow up with customers who potentially love what you're selling, you know, love your products, love your company, uh, but at the last minute, for a multitude of reasons, decide to bail. Uh, So the app basically follows up with them, lets them uh, come back to the store and complete their purchase. Can you tell us a bit more detail how the app works? Is it like send an email or how does it work? Absolutely. It is an email-based marketing tool that basically allows you to create campaigns based on regions. So best maybe for me to give you an example, say you create a campaign for the United States and you'd like to provide uh, a customer that potentially likes what you're selling free shipping if they come back and create a purchase. Uh, So you go to the store, you select a product, put it into the cart, begin to check out, and then at the last minute decide to bail. Uh, you can receive an email from my app within a certain determined time by the uh, Shopify store that will basically give you a message and give you a link to come back and complete your order. What's the optimal time you found? Because I'd assume if you send it too late, people will think, do I owe you money? Or if you send it too soon, they'll be, oh, how do you have my email, right? What's the kind of the balance you've found for this campaign? It's a great question. We are still kind of new and looking to kind of develop a strategy to present to people. Right now, we are, from my, my research, it's pretty optimal around three hours. Um, that's kind of kind of a sweet spot. It really also depends on the type of product, whether it's a very big purchase or if it's simply just a shirt. You know, if it's a big purchase, it might take more than one email to convince. In that, in that sense, it would be nice to be able to create a three-step recovery process versus a shirt, you know, $50 $50 max, and they get an email three hours later and decide to come back. Well, for new store owners, how would they test this? Is this, I mean, because some of them might be afraid of pissing customers off. I mean, do you have any advice on that? There is currently not really a way in Shopify to test it, but you can follow up with customers. Shopify does a really nice thing with their customer section where they basically create a order number with a, with a potential customer, even if they do not complete the order. So basically you can go into your customer section and sort by abandoned customers and see who was abandoning? Why did they? What did they abandon within within their cart? And uh, basically, manually follow up in that fashion. I see. And so, what's the typical abandonment rate that you've seen in the businesses you're involved in? The this is kind of shocking, actually. And when I first read it, I was kind of shocked. It 
is upwards of 75% across all online stores. Uh, it depends on the store, obviously, but your average is around 70 to 75%. A lot of customers that are, sorry, a lot of store owners that are starting out can really benefit from a solution that takes advantage of something that's already happening, but being kind of neglected. So the whole concept behind the app is really to allow small businesses to create a new revenue stream from some phenomenon that's already happening, but is not being addressed. I see. And what is this app called? This app is called Alasso, and it's on the Shopify app store. It's a great app, and I, I think version two is really going to expand its capabilities. We're very excited for the, uh, the near future. Okay, great. And I think that's it for this interview. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, how can they reach you? Oh, if anyone wants to get in touch, absolutely. Happy Owl Studio, my email is aj at happyowlstudio.com. And my Twitter is my nickname, J-A-Y, and last name, Mantry, M-A-N-T as in Thomas, R-I, at J-Mantry. And that's it. All right, thanks, everyone, for listening to the first episode of our podcast, and we'll see you again soon. To get more information about running an online store, visit our website at buildmyonlinestore.com. There, you'll find articles, case studies, and tools to help you run a successful online store. Remember to sign up for our mailing list to get news and updates delivered right to your inbox. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast.